Welcome back, guys, to the Talking Town podcast with myself and two new contributors. Here they are, the uh, car, the podcast dream team, the uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of iconic duos, the Ant and Deck of podcasting, uh, the podcasting world. Hang on, no, Peter Crouch and Chris Smith. There you are. That's, that's, that's a much better podcasting duo. We are here to tell, talk to you about Paul Lambert's uh, interview this morning with Mark Murphy. We are here to talk about Interest Town finishing 11th. Uh, I should have really rehearsed this intro. I do apologise. First of all, I'll come to I'll come to Richard first. So, first of all, the interview this morning with Mark Murphy, Toothless as the town campaign. It didn't really surprise me what he said. It, it, it's, you could play a, a Paul Lambert interview ten times and he'd say m- m- mainly the th- same things, wouldn't he? But it's not been good enough. I think we all we all know finishing eleventh. It's not obviously where we wanted to finish. And I, th- I think I tweeted at the start of the season, I said top six has got to be the minimum requirement. We haven't achieved that. We we could say, fair enough, the games we had to come is probably a lot of winnable games. And we could have got a little bit higher, but I, I don't think we would have deserved to get in the playoffs. You know, we haven't played well all season. He said that, it was we had a couple of bad months, but if you look at it, really, it's from I think Rochdale away, November the fifth. Since then, what was it? Four wins, was it? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't even in the good times, as you say. It wasn't the best of performances. Matt, were you surprised to see Marcus Evans's name among the list of amendments tabled? <laughs> well, didn't the Athletics quote today that it was like the Ipswich Town proposal was lunacy or something? Yes, it, it, it <laughs> but, but were you surprised to see a man that maybe is often criticised for not having interests of interest town at heart um, actually prepared to stand up and? Um, well, it comes, I mean, for Marcus, it comes down to it comes down to money, doesn't it? He's lost a lot of money as Ipswich, um, and that's the same reason why Darren McAntony was throwing his hat in the ring on Peterborough, and, and their and their their, their ideas were what they wanted to do. It comes down to money, really, at the end of the day, doesn't it? it does. um, and, and, and there's such a departure, isn't there, from League One to the Championship, just in terms of TV deals, sponsorship, attendances. Um, so it's a money game for Evans, really. I mean, it's easy to have a go at Evans. I can see why people would. But, you know, sometimes it's better the devil you know, isn't it? Because look at some of the other clubs around. It's been Pompey have gone to the wall previously. Coventry, albeit now champions, haven't got a stadium to play in. Having to use Birmingham Cities. So sometimes it is the better the devil you know. But um, I... I would I prefer another owner? Yes, <laughs> probably. I probably would, to be honest with you. I didn't think you were going to go there after that speech. I thought you were going to say, probably not. <laughs> I'm unpredictable. I'm unpredictable with my opinions. I might change my mind by the end. That's why we've got you on here. Rich, <laughs> I, I, do, do you agree with that sentiment of the better the, the devil you know at the moment, or are you still uh, with your bed sheets? No, no bed sheets. Yeah, look, I can see what people are saying. We're lucky to have Marcus, you know, but. Listen, we're Ipswich Town, and since he's been here, 11 years, it's been decline, isn't it? There's, there's been nothing to be positive about. And we were talking before, Martin, and come on here. Would there be any confidence? I, I don't think Paul Lambert's going to go anywhere, you know. I think he's going to stay. He's, he's lucky. I think he's a very lucky man. But would you have any confidence in the owner picking the right manager the next time? Because he's not got a great record, has he, when it comes to picking managers? He's, 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 not, he's not a football person. He needs, and I agree with you, he needs a director of football. I listened to your podcast last night. He needs a director of football and he needs to go away from the club. Yeah. You know, let somebody run it. 
George Burley, I heard. Someone, well, Joe Royal, someone like him. I don't know if he is. He at Wigan? He's a, he's he's a director at Wigan alongside his son. So that, as yeah. I was saying to yeah. someone in that in that sort of mould, I definitely I definitely accept that. I wouldn't I wouldn't agree with you when you said Lambert would go upstairs. Not for me. Well, I was looking. You know, I, primarily the job for me upstairs is is a short term short term one initially, and it's one to get fans on side and identify credible transfer targets. So for me, it's got to be somebody that not only fans can get on board with or he can, or he can pull fans in. And Paul Lambert can do that. He has done that throughout his camp, his time here. But equally, you've got to be able to find a player. Now, Vincent Young is a hell of a player. Um, yeah. It's why Burley was mentioned, because he can find players, he can set up networks. And we need to start getting into this modern way of the manager is so dispensable because the machine just keeps running. Look at Watford. The machine just keeps running and running and running, regardless of who's in charge or what's going on in there. The, the, the recruitment and everything just keeps keeps spinning. I think we're still living in a very old mentality of one man, all of it. Do you not feel that? Mm. Well, I th- I th- well, it's funny you should come to that because I think Lee O'Neill, who's sorry for him a little bit, really. I think he's probably a square peg, square peg in a round hole because he's an academy manager, really. I mean, ten years ago, yeah. hell, he was a teacher. Yeah, uh, school in Stowe Market, right? So if you look at our if you look at our friends up the road at Norwich, we've got Stuart Webber. I mean, if you look at his resume over the last ten years, director of recruitment at Liverpool, head of scouting at QPR, head of scouting at Wolves. I mean, they're chalk and cheese, really. I mean, I think we, I mean, me and Rich and, and you, mine, could probably have scouted Kane, Vincent Young, and Colchester. Yeah. They twelve miles down the road. Paul Hurst had him and didn't rate him. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I mean, yeah. yeah, yes, that's true. Well, less said about that, the better, maybe. But, I, I mean, I think probably what's happened is Evans, typically, has gone for a cheap option of using his academy manager as now general manager of football operations. So, effectively, he's paying one salary for two roles. When, really, we need to find the next Stuart Webber. That's what yeah. we need. And that's where and I completely agree with you there. And, obviously, Webber went from Huddersfield to Norwich after Huddersfield had their magical season. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. I mean, I keep reading on social media, investment, investment, investment. But that's only a part of the overall jigsaw. If you give, a, you know, give this these bunch of people millions and millions, you'll get a Roy King situation where it's just thrown at the wall when Lee Martin walks in the door for two and a half million. That's the level of recruitment we've had. Yeah. You know, we've had money at some point, but we've just thrown it. You know? I mean, it was even, I mean... When Lampard was interviewed for the job and he didn't take it because of money, and Paul Hurst ended up with the role, there was still money there, wasn't it? Hurst still, Hurst still spent money. He spent three quarters of a million on bloody Donatian. Well, tell me this. Do you, would you agree with my... I, I do believe in years to come, when we look back at times of Portman Road in 10, 10 years' time, I do think Paul Hurst will be looked upon with a sympathetic eye. I believe people will look back and they will see the transfers in and the transfers out and they will say, this was a manager who came with a style of play, but to achieve that style of play, he had to bring his own players in. But to do that, he had to sell players. Now, the only players you can normally sell at any club is your better players. So to bring his style, Nciala, Danassian, Jackson, he had to sell Waghorn, Webster, McGoldrick went out of the door. Do you think people look back in years to come and think actually he was maybe dealt a real rough hand by Marcus? Garner as well. Garner went as well. Would we be in any worse position if Paul Lurst is still manager? Well, no. We'd be <laughs> one, <wouldn't> we? <laughs> we wouldn't, no. It's, there's been no, no improvement under Lambert, has there? In, no. 
in what year, year and a half? There's been not, we've not improved. Yeah. It was this this season. It was a League One tour, and everyone was happy. We went down. Fans were happy. Well, they're not happy, but they were happy clapping, weren't they? We went down. We thought we'd be there one season. Won a few games at the start of the season. Kept doing the celebrating with the hands together and it waving to the crowd, and then it all just went. Yeah, exactly. It was. It's a shambles. An absolute. <laughs> yeah. It's a shame. In August, in August. Oh, my. Yeah. When you think of it now, it's embarrassing, isn't it? Oh, it is oh my it God. Is. Oh, we did that, didn't we? We actually did that in August. Yeah. Oh, we well, we took, we took 14 points in August, of course. So things were looking rosy, weren't they? Yeah. Well, actually, it was, it was interesting to listen to Lambert today because he said, oh, we had a bad couple of months. So I thought, well, I'd work out month by month what our points were. So, so I'm going to read them out here. August was 14. Right, September 10, October 6, November 5. It's a pattern going on here, isn't it? Yeah, December 2. Oh, god, January. I don't know, they've had their Christmas dinner 11 points. Then February 4, and in March, we played two games. What's it? Nothing out of it. Didn't so you're telling me the five year contract actually initially got better results from the lads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what well, for a month, when they were so, all playing for new contracts elsewhere. So we took, so across December and January, we took, we took sorry, no, November and December, we took seven points, which is 50% less than what we took in August. Like I, said to, I said to you earlier, Martin, it was, it was Rochdale, 5th of November. I think we won one nil there. And then after that, we, yeah. just, we just went off a cliff. What, I, yeah. Why can't the actual media outlets do this type of research? Why, why are we listening to interviews or reading articles where we've got to pretend we've got amnesia and we're not, remembering things you know why wasn't this type of level of research done by you know excuse me here matt but the professionals because you know this morning's interview that would have been a perfect thing to bring up you know actually what what month are you saying was bad because actually the, the whole season apart from august has been an absolute if you, if you heard the interview on mark murphy and then you read the interview on the east Anglian daily times it was exactly the same yeah. there was nothing different in any of them questions I'd, I'd be very surprised if they actually spoke to him on the phone. I mean, I come from a bit of a media football background myself. I think they probably had to email those questions in. I'd be really surprised if that was a chat over the phone. Just the way it was set out in the, on the website. I well, got the I, feeling they were emailed over. I might be wrong. Right. One of Marcus's uh, little interviews, isn't it? Pretty yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I think Mark... Sorry, go on. I think Mark did really well with his questions this morning because he kept... He was trying to sort of... Prompt a response from Lambert, wasn't he? The worst finish in 67 years. But I think there's two, I think there's two Paul Lamberts, to be honest with you. There's the one that talks about Ipswich Town, where he's like getting blood out of the stone. Really difficult, comes across as a bit dour, doesn't really give you any room, which is why Brenner, I think, I've known Brenner for a number of years. I think that's why he really struggles to get good answers from him on, on BBC Suffolk. But then if you go to a, a Twitter account called Open Goal Sports, well, well Lambert's done an interview on there, which is two hours long, talking about Celtic, Dortmund, Motherwell, St Mirren. And he's talking like he's your mate down the pub. So I think that is probably the true reflection of Paul Lambert. I mean, check it out on Twitter, Open Goal Sport. does a two-hour interview on there. It's quite recent. I think it went live over the weekend or something. You're telling me he's available for interviews? This is interesting. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we are no. friends north of the border, absolutely. But I think, I think he probably doesn't represent present himself in the best way talking business with the town fans because I think he kind of clams up, doesn't give you the information you want. I think how he's on this interview talking about Scotland football and German football, 
he's probably his true representative, you know? It's also very disingenuous or very worrying because he's all, he never knows about anything. James Nord in his car, what's this? Leo Neil Sam, yeah. he said, what's this? Now, is this... Adam Judge is available. Yeah, is this the <laughs> yeah. symptom of actually we are really bad at planning and he doesn't do any planning, hence why we're so tardy on a Saturday afternoon? Or does he genuinely just, you know, have be this disingenuous it's a real character trait i'm not on board with because you should know your boss technically has said what he has said i'm sure i'm sure he's like i'm sure lambert is how he is on that other podcast um you know monday to friday but the representative we see of him on a saturday is is obviously com completely different but i do think he's i mean i want him to do i've been pro lambert most of the time even when he was appointed i remember thinking must be weird Norwich manager coming in, never happened before. But I was still pro Lambert, because if Lambert's doing well, it's just Shannon doing well. So I think everyone's supportive of him. But going back to what Rich said, of course, um, you know, we've gone from top to 11th. It's like yeah. a trapdoor opened and down we went. And it's just, and, it, and I think you could, you could maybe like say, okay, in the championship, but in the third tier, it's a bit too much for me, that, I think. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Uh, but there we go. So we'll leave our town thoughts there um, and hopefully come back to you over the summer with, with what's going on at Portman Road and hopefully start to see some sort of resemblance of a plan or, or anything in place. Um, but thanks for joining us at home and catch us all on Twitter. Our handles are on the screens. Uh, but yeah, speak to you all very, very soon.